afternoon, Rob Porter on 970 WDAY. Good afternoon, Natil. Good afternoon. Sorry, I hit the <laughs> mic button and I hit the on instead of the on. Well, we had a uh, we had a little bit of a scramble before the show started. <laughs> it was a little nerve wracking. There's <laughs> no. So here's some inside baseball on the board. Every one of the pots that I use to, you know, make music come over and make you come over and let let, let the listeners hear the wonderful radio programming that we have. Every one of the pots has two different functions, an A and a B. And most of them we don't use both functions on. It's one or the other. And someone had flipped the the cue off of, so like the the part where I can hear Rob without Rob being on the actual radio. Somebody had flipped that from B to A, and so I couldn't hear Rob. It was a little nerve-wracking because so I'm talking scared. away over here, and you can't hear me, and I'm thinking, how in the world are we going to do a show? I was so scared that you weren't going to come over on the air, and I was like, I don't have an hour of radio. I was, I was scared I was, <laughs> was going to be doing the show via cell phone, which is... <laughs> that would have been awful. Something less than ideal. But we're good. We're good. And we, we flipped it back into B. I can hear Rob in the queue. We can hear Rob over the air. Everything is great. We, we uh, got an open phone show today if people want to join in. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, you can even tweet me at Rob Port. So here's, here's the thing. Um, I want to talk about this CNN thing, right? Because this, this has been raging. It started really over the, the holiday. Um, President Trump tweeted out, a GIF of, and by the way, Natil, it's GIF, not GIF, right? Are you in on that whole debate? Yes, it is. It is absolutely GIF because right. it's graphic. Graphical, Guh. yeah, it's, it's it's graphical interface format or something like that. It's GIF, not yes, GIF. It's, it's not GIF. It's pronounced GIF because exactly. it, it has the same hard G as the first word in its acronym, graphical. Exactly. But what you're referring to is that our president has now become meme lord President Trump. Yeah. I will accept criticism of President Trump for tweeting out lowbrow type stuff that is beneath the dignity of of his office. You're not going to hear me defend him there. But CNN's reaction to it really takes the cake. I I mean, this idea that, you know, a a, a photoshopped CNN logo into a GIF of Trump wrestling Vince McMahon however many years ago. Like that is some in in you know incitement to violence against journalists. I mean, first of all, that in and of itself is an overreaction. And then CNN goes on the hunt and hunts down some random Reddit user and gets this person to apologize and threatens to out this person. By the way, so now you have a national media organization threatening to out a some random private citizen who created a GIF. That the president of the United States just happened to tweet. What, what is CNN doing? Right? And I, and I understand what they're doing. Like, like CNN is trying to position themselves as the foil to President Trump, right? They're trying to position themselves as the great resistors, the, um, you know, the, the upstanding, speaking truth to power, everything else. Like, that's, that's how they're trying to posture themselves. And, you know, good on them for that. I'm, I'm all for holding the powerful accountable. I'm all for, you know, good, solid journalism. I, I'm, I'm for those things. The thing is, is CNN is aspiring to those things, and they're failing. They're falling flat on their face. And, and the thing is, is Trump, Trump is owning these people. 
right? I mean, he tweets a gif of himself wrestling a CNN logo, and all of a sudden CNN follows him straight down that rabbit hole, right? Instead of focusing on all the other areas that need coverage, such as the situation where North Korea is apparently developing a missile that could reach the United States mainland, possibly Alaska, with a nuclear warhead. We have China, which isn't necessarily, right? China's always been sort of, we work with China, and China in turn works with North Korea to kind of keep them in check. And apparently China's not able to do that anymore. I feel like we could be paying attention to that. I feel like we could be paying attention to a lot of things, but no. Instead, what we're doing is we're doing deep dives on who created random gifts that the president just happened to tweet out. That's that's how CNN is spending their time. That's the great that's the great and and, and it's so and, and the rest of the media too, right? I mean, this is this is all anybody's talking about, really. And it's it's just amazing to me. I mean, listen, if you want to criticize President Donald Trump for using his Twitter account to post stupid things, like why is the president of the United States posting this sort of a gif in the first place? Right? Like, like why is that even happening? If you want to question his judgment for that, fine. You know, we could talk about that. You could be critical of him. I'll be critical of him for it. It's dumb. It's beneath the dignity of his office. He shouldn't be doing it. He's got better things to be doing with his time, too. But the thing is, is he wants to draw the media down this rabbit hole. This is where he wants them, and they're they're obliging him, they're playing with him full, you know. And and Natil, I I think I've been pretty consistent in this criticism because I am not necessarily defending Donald Trump. I'm just pointing out that if the if the press really wants to cover him effectively, they have got to knock this stuff off. They just got to. It it's a problem, and you're not wrong in that the press needs to take a step back if they want to be able to continue to effectively cover him. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's fair or or right necessarily because what what President Trump has shown us is that the way that he's going to react to feeling slighted or embarrassed or whatever by the by the press is to restrict their access to him, and that's not good for what the press is trying to do. So they need to find a different way to approach this particular president. Or their coverage is going to continue to suck. Well, that and that's the thing. And listen, I mean, if make that the story, then right? I mean, if 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 they irritate the president of the United States and he reacts by restricting their access or doing other foolish things, then do that, right? Cover that story, right? If if he makes you sit outside the press room and you don't get to be involved, you report the news as best you can and you make your exclusion from those sort of events the story. Right. That's fine. That's to me, that's inbounds. That's game. What you don't do when he starts doing childish insults and, and juvenile things on Twitter is to follow him down that rabbit hole. That's what you don't do. And yet that's what CNN's doing. They're beclowning themselves. They're not helping. They're not accomplishing their goals. They're not being effective. They are losing this fight with President Trump. Well, right? and, yeah. And what they what they've done to that poor Reddit user. I mean, to, to be honest, that kid was probably what, like 17, 18. I'm not even sure it's the right person. Yeah, well, I've seen reports out there. That it's not even clear it's the right person. Yeah. I, I don't even know. How do you decide who first made a gif in the first place? Well, you can't. I you mean, can't. I, it, you can't really 
trace that back, especially when, you know, the GIF itself was edited to include the CNN logo. And then, right. you know, maybe at the start, it didn't necessarily have anything to do with this particular incident between Trump and CNN. There's a lot of ways that this could have come about. But being funny about politics is something that makes, oh, I don't know, SNL a lot of money. Right. Being funny about politics in this poor guy's case could have cost him a whole lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess he he's he's a bit of a troll and he has posted a lot of inflammatory and, and I guess some ugly things on the Internet or whatever. But fine. I mean, he's not doing anything illegal. He sounds a little bit like a jerk, but he's free to be. He's a private citizen. Right. I mean, just because the president chose to use his gift doesn't mean that this guy needs to be outed. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's like shooting the messenger. Yeah. What, what do you think of all this? I want to hear it. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. I've got some emails coming in now. We'll read them when we get back. Uh, once again, email talk at WDAY.com. This is the Rob Report. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob. Report on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Talking about Donald Trump and this, I guess, the ongoing circus that is covering the Trump administration. And listen, there's plenty out there to cover. There's plenty out there to be critical of Donald Trump. You know, there's it's like that with any president, right? I mean, it's the most powerful person in the country, ergo... It makes sense to cover them aggressively. I'm fine with that. Right? I mean, that's that's what we should be doing. It's it's just this where it's crossed the line into, like, aggressive journalism from aggressive journalism, and, and we're going to hold this guy accountable to just we hate this guy. And, I, I mean, really, right, because, Atil, you, you made the point in the last segment that Donald Trump is super thin-skinned, right? I mean, there's just... There's well, just he, no he really, question. He really is. And I, his supporters can't argue that fact. He, he is a very thin-skinned individual. Right. It doesn't take much to upset or offend him. Does that mean that he's not capable of leading? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> right. It, well, no, it, there's no question that he's thin-skinned. But, but here's the thing. If you're going to criticize Trump for being thin-skinned, then what is CNN? Also thin-skinned. Right. Yeah. And, and not just like I, as an organization. And it's not just CNN either. It's reporters across the board that are just taking this all personally, and, and I get it. I mean, I'm sure it's not comfortable for, say, Jim Acosta, uh, CNN White House correspondent, to sit in the White House press room and get belittled by the White House spokesperson or whatever. But the thing is, you can't let it be personal. You, you can't turn it in to a personal vendetta between you and the President of the United States because what's going to happen is you're going to lose your credibility, right? I mean, there's no question to me, Donald Trump has brought the debate down into the mud. It's just, you know, his his attacks on, you know, the whole thing with uh, uh, the the lady from uh, Morning I never watched this show. What's her name? Minka something? Mika. Mika, Mika. On, yeah. With, on the Morning Joe. Yeah, on Morning Joe with Joe Scarborough. Um, you know, the whole thing where she's bleeding from the face. That, that thing, childish, stupid. Why are you do? why are you even saying that? Why even engage them? And by the way, after Donald Trump engaged them, they gave him the, the, the best like ratings of all time 
So, and and I don't know. I I mean, I and I'm I'm still, I'm still not sure if if it's if it's a tactic or not. If, if President Trump is is doing this on purpose to create distractions so that policymaking can go on, because we had Congressman Kramer on this program, and one point that he made was that making policy is easy, easier when the media is distracted like this, right? I, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but maybe that's what he's doing. Is he setting dumpster fires in order to distract the press and then he can advance his agenda, right? Because, I mean, it just seems like a constant flooding of the zone with one controversy, one, you know, whatever, you know, Twitter slap fight or whatever, one after another, after another, after another, to the point where we don't talk about anything else. And maybe maybe that helps Trump's agenda. I guess we'll have to see in the long run. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, emailer says, uh, when you threaten someone to release their name, if you don't do as they say, it's blackmail. Um, I don't know if it meets, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know if that meets the legal definition of blackmail, I guess. Maybe, maybe I mean, it, it it certainly seems coercive. I don't know if it rises to the level of a crime. I, I did see, I don't know if you saw this tweet, Natil, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks fame tweeted out some interesting legal language from New York State Code where, you know, he's talking about whether or not they broke New York State law in telling this this Reddit user, you know, behave or else we're going to, you know, dox you. We're going to release your personal information, embarrass you. Um, that might be illegal under under New York State law. Now, I don't I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. That's one theory, I guess, that's circulating out there. I'm hesitant to accuse anybody of a crime. But I can tell you, CNN, I mean, first of all, it's a scummy thing to do to a private individual. Second of all, let it go. Right. Quit acting like Donald Trump journalists, because that's what you're doing. Trump is dragging you down to his level. And the further you go down to his level, the worse it's going to get. Just ignore that. I I don't understand. Would it hurt us, Natil, if we just ignored some of what the president put on Twitter? Just okay. He posted a tweet with a wrestling gif beating up CNN. Okay, whatever. Let's just move on with our lives. It would be great if we could. I don't know that. I don't know that the American media or the American populace as a whole is mature enough to ignore some things that our elected leader is posting to his presidential social media account. And I don't know that we should ignore those things. Yeah. I I just, I mean, it just seems like we've lost sense of perspective. Right. It's it's we're we're so caught up on caught up in these Twitter things, these these Twitter fights or whatever the president's doing on Twitter. We're not talking about anything else. And you're not you're not wrong. And I, I completely agree with you there. The I think the problem is that it gets too much attention. I don't yeah. think that we should stop talking about it. I don't think that the media should stop talking about it and stop reporting on it. Just maybe a shift in priorities. Yes, I think I think that there definitely needs to be a shift in priorities. And it's you know, the shift in priorities needs to be, hey, these are the policy things that are happening. And in the last two minutes here, we're going to say this is the nonsense that Trump tweeted. Maybe we should tell him to stop doing yeah. that. Back we could to do that. We could, we could do that in the news reports like right after the celebrity birthdays or something like that. There you go. That's, that that's where good. that fits in, I think.
Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, slap fights, the, well, I guess former chair of the State Board of Higher Education, still a member of the State Board of Higher Education, Kathy Nessett, given the smackdown to North Dakota State College of Science President John Richmond. We'll talk about that after the break. This is the Rob Report on 970 WDAY. Don't go away. Welcome back, 970 WDAY. I'm Rob Port, and uh, we've been talking about Trump and his uh, his tweets and the fight with CNN and all that stuff going on. Randy email says if Sandy can call Colbert, a, is that how we're saying it? Is it Colbert or Colbert? It's Colbert. Okay, I've never watched the guy show. Or anything. <laughs> it, it, I, it's, it's I, I read reports about him, but I just I don't like watching video. I, I don't know. I'm weird, but okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, excuse me. If Sandy can call Colbert a new age comic. Then Trump is a new age president. Keep up the tweets, Mr. President. And if people out there only get your only get your information from CNN, the Chicken Noodle Network. I I don't think that's an insult. He called the Chicken Noodle. That sounds delicious. Uh, then you will continue to be uninformed and ignorant. Here, listen. Here, here's the thing about the media these days: is I I, I think what you've got to do is you've got to take a broad cross section of of everything. Right? You've got to listen to a lot of different so- sources. And then you've got to try to discern what is true for yourself. And I, I think generally, I, I think that's a good thing. If people do that, that's a good thing. I don't think it's a good idea for the media to be monolithic. I was actually having this conversation on, on Saturday, Natil. I guess uh, Sam Easter, reporter uh, for the Grand Forks Herald, they're going to be publishing a profile on me. Um, Congratulations. I, I, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I had to do a lot of talking about myself for it, which I find excruciating. Um <laughs> I, I don't maybe that sounds weird for somebody who does this for a living. I don't really like, you know, talking about myself. I'm generally kind of a private person. So I'm you know, trying to open up to this person and everything. Anyway, you know, obviously one thing that we got on was the state of the media today, I, I guess, because I'm I'm a little bit, I, I guess, of a I'm a new media person. Right. I mean, I, I came up blogging. You know, that was my thing. And, you know, now I've I've sort of moved into the traditional media realm, working for a traditional media company. And there's a lot of people that feel a lot of different things about that. And you're going to read some pretty negative quotes about me in this profile piece, I understand. Um, But I I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, they, they talk about the way the media has sort of fractured and there's all these different platforms and and areas you can get to and and so it becomes if if you're not interested in challenging your own beliefs if you're not interested in hearing the other side or or at least engaging with people that you're not inclined to agree with then you are not going to be served very well right because it's back one i i don't i do not like it when the media was monolithic i don't like it when we had just a few television channels and then like the newspapers and maybe radio and that was it you know, I like that we have lots of different avenues to get information because we have more information overall. I think generally that's a good thing. More perspective, more information is generally a good thing. I think where it becomes problematic is when the media was more monolithic, you were sort of forced because you had very few options, very few channels, very few avenues available for that information. You were sort of forced to take in information from different perspectives. I think that was a healthy thing. 
the way it is now, you could set yourself up to where you only watch, say, Fox News and you only read conservative blogs and you only follow, you know, right of center people on Twitter. And you're going to get a level of diversity of thought within that. But but that can be sort of very homogenous. And if you're not, you know, going outside of that comfort zone, you're going to run into problems. And, and I think that's a lot of what's going on in our country. So I, I don't know. When I hear people say, you know, oh, don't, don't, you know, if you watch CNN, you're going to be ill-informed. Well, no, I don't think that's accurate. I, I'm very critical of the way CNN is handling President Donald Trump, but they do have interesting perspectives there. They do have original reporting that is very often accurate. So, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to to tie ourselves down to any one group of things. I, I I think people should be willing to challenge themselves, right? I mean, if you're so certain that, that some of these other people are wrong all the time, then you should have no problem engaging them, right? Because people try to do that to me all the time. I hear it all the time that I'm just, you know, I'm just some right-wing ideologue. I'm just some puppet for, um, I'm just some puppet for the Republican Party or, or whatever, or I have some hidden agendas and I get that all the time, and, and people say, you know, oh, don't listen to Port, don't read his columns or whatever. Well, if you disagree with me, and I'm such a simpleton, I'm such an idiot, then I should be no problem for you, right? I should be a cream puff. I should roll over. You should have no problem at all because you'll just listen to me and know I'm wrong about everything. Maybe the reason why those people don't like me that much is because I make them think. And maybe that's why conservatives don't like MSNBC or CNN because it challenges their belief systems. It's okay to be challenged. It doesn't mean you have to agree, but it's okay to be challenged like that. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Natil, you've heard about North Dakota State College of Science. They want to move, uh, they want to build a, a new facility in Fargo, like a like a workforce training academy. I think that's the term they're using. Yeah, I had been hearing that um, sort of in response to the workforce shortage that we're facing in the metro or the the proposed increase in that shortage yeah well and there's always i mean listen north dakota has a long-term problem with workforce shortages right i mean that's more than 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 a lot of other things i mean we talk about the the long-term efforts to diversify the state's economy and, and, and to do a lot of the things that we want to do, you know, to, to maybe, I mean, oil, the energy industry is great. Coal's great. Oil's great. Agriculture's great. Those are all great things. I'm glad we're doing them all. They are the bedrock foundation of North Dakota's well-being. But in order to do other things, we've got to, you know, try to get other industries going. We've got to try to get other businesses going. And to do that, we, I mean, first and foremost, you need people to work at those businesses. And that's the problem is it's hard to get people to come to North Dakota to work. And a lot of it's unfair. We have this perception of, of being, you know, boring and cold, you know, weather extremes and everything else. And it, it's a lot to overcome. And this is not exactly news to anybody. So I like the idea of something like something from the university system that is going to address workforce shortages. I like it. Right. That's what we should be doing. I wish we prioritized this over a lot of the other things that the university system does. Because, you know, finding people and training them and putting them in a position where they could take jobs or be available to help grow North Dakota's economy, that's a very good thing. So I don't want to come out and say that I'm necessarily against the North Dakota State College of Science doing this thing 
uh, with, with, with an academy in Fargo. I'm a little confused about why the institution in Wapaton is like moving into Fargo. That seems like mission creep to me. I think at a time when the university system needs to get more efficient and more focused, I'm not sure that that sort of expansion is what we're looking for, but whatever. I, I'm making an argument about methodology, not necessarily the goal. Last week, on June 27th, the State Board of Higher Education voted 5-3 to allow the North Dakota State College of Science, uh, allow President there, John Richmond, to pursue financial support for the expansion of his campus into Fargo. Now, it was a surprise that that got approved because when that came up on the agenda, it was supposed to be an informational presentation to the Board of Higher Education. Somehow, it got turned into an action item, and not everybody on the State Board of Higher Education was pleased about it. As a matter of fact, I have an email, and it's up at sayanythingblog.com if you want to check it out. It's from Kathleen Nessett. Now, she was the chair of the Board of Higher Education. She just started a new term, her second term as a member of the board, but she's no longer the chairman. Don Morton is now the chairman. But Kathy Nessett said in this email that she sent to Chancellor Hagerot that she was confused as to how an informational presentation all of a sudden turned into an action item where the board approved to go ahead with this project. And I think I think Kathy Nessett, who was feeling a little, maybe like there was a little railroading going on, and she also had this to say about Dr. Richmond, who again is the president of the North Dakota State College of Science. She says, I quote, more importantly than that, I want you to know that I am intensely disappointed in the utter disrespect that Dr. Richmond showed to the board and most directly to board members Mike Ness and Nick Hacker. Dr. Richmond repeatedly spoke to the board in a condescending way as though we were a group of school children who could not understand his message. Believe me, our board fully understood him. Several board members just did not agree with him. It is seldom that we see such disrespect at a board meeting. To see it come from a campus president is especially troubling. Now, that's pretty interesting. Remember the, the led, down at the legislature, remember that kerfuffle about the nursing school with Sanford, and everybody got wrapped around the axle about that? Well, I think the two situations are related. I'll finish talking about it after this. You're listening to The Rob Report on 970 WDAY. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Report on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. Talking about this uh, situation, North Dakota State College of Sciences and uh, trying to move into Fargo with a new facility. Um, so I, I, I think, and I, I, I ended it sort of comparing it earlier this year during the legislative session, there was a, a fight between the legislature and North Dakota State University over a deal that NDSU had cut during, in, I think it was in late 2015, a deal that they had cut with Sanford to buy Sanford's nursing school in Bismarck. When that was brought to the State Board of Higher Education for approval, that deal, uh, NDSU, you know, board member Kathy Nessett essentially asked, should we run this by the legislature? Because the way that this deal is is laid out, eventually the legislature is going to have to appropriate funds 
to pay the lease on this building, right? Because the, the first part of the deal, Sanford was basically letting them use the building like rent-free or next to rent-free, something like that. And so eventually, you know, the legislature was going to have to appropriate money to pay for that. And lo and behold, during the 2017 session earlier this year, the legislature was going to have to appropriate money for the Sanford Nursing School. They weren't ever consulted about it. Nobody ever asked the legislature, hey, is it going to be okay to appropriate money for this? Maybe that's something you should ask the people who write the budgets before you cut the deal. And so there was a there was a big thing, and a Sanford and the issue had to go to Bismarck, and, and everybody sat down, and they worked something out, and, and they got that work passed, but it was a big deal. It, it created a headache. It created a black eye for NDSU, for President Dean Bershani, and the North Dakota University system because they handled it poorly. They showed poor leadership. Now, here we are again, and I, I got to tell you that the idea of the North Dakota State College of Sciences with some lawmakers building that facility – from a whopping institution in Fargo is not necessarily a popular idea. Now, we can have a debate about whether or not it is a good idea. That's really beside the point. The issue is this is going to have implications for the budget of the North Dakota State College of Sciences and the North Dakota University system. The legislature should probably be involved in this in some way. And yet what we have, again, is a president going to the Board of Higher Education very arrogantly trying to slam this deal through. And we're going to end up with the same problem again. We are going to end up with yet another fist fight between the legislature and the university system for want of collaboration from higher education leaders with our elected leaders. And you got to wonder, how many times are we going to repeat this cycle over and over and over again? We really just, we've, we, we need a better sort of leader at the universities. Uh, emailer, who is this? Scott. I, you know, by the way, I hate people who have like email accounts and it's like two people on the email account. I don't mind that as much as it bothers me when somebody has an email like, account and their first name is L or, yeah. you know, P or something. Like, I, I don't, I don't name? like the two person and like the two person Facebook accounts too. What are you doing? Just stop. <laughs> you have separate identities. Be two people on Facebook. Anyway, Scott emails. Rob quit making excuses for Trump. Man, it gets old listening to the far right make excuses for him. I don't think I was making excuses for Trump. I wasn't necessarily defending him. I was just saying CNN and organizations like that could do a better job of covering him if they didn't follow him down every Twitter rabbit hole he cares to open. Uh, you said it's to distract him from his promises. Please explain these promises he made. Lock her up, build the wall, not golf like Obama, replace Obamacare, drain the swamp. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Do you need 500 more? He should start doing presidential stuff. Bigly, P.S. I can't stand Hillary and didn't vote for her either, but in hindsight, I should have. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I would just say I'm not defending Trump. I think more I am being critical of some of the sanctimony we're seeing from the press. You know, they, they have sort of, after eight years of covering President Obama with kid gloves, Right, eight years of giving him the benefit of the doubt. Now, all of a sudden, Donald Trump comes into office, and they want to be aggressive. They want to set themselves up as the fourth estate again. They want to be our last sentinels of democracy, or whatever other mottos or you know slogans they're putting on their war banners as they go in to fight President Trump. A lot of people see a double standard in that, going from a Democratic president to a Republican president. But in general, I don't have any problem with covering politicians in general aggressively. 
I think they all ought to be covered aggressively. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, Independent, I don't care. We ought to be covering them all aggressively. And what we ought not to be doing is allowing them to distract us, allowing them to draw us down into these into these Twitter fights. I mean, listen, CNN is so has been so thoroughly knocked out of the saddle by Donald Trump, right? They have they have they are so in his thrall that they are now like doing opposition research for on people on Reddit. Random internet users who just happen to make it make it get may or may not. We don't even know for sure if the person CNN got in touch with actually made that gif. We're just finding random people who made a gift that the president happened to be using. And then we're, we're, we're threatening to out them. And that's where CNN is at right now. Do you think that is conducive to good coverage of the president of the United States? I'm not so sure. Jay Thomas show coming up next. Stay tuned for that. I'm Rob Port. You can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com, North Dakota's most popular political blog. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.